the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Lord God, for your word today. Speak, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And uh, on this message titled, Faith and Believing, Faith and Believing, the thrust of the message is, faith is not believing, and believing is not faith. Both of them are needed, but they are not the same, and we need to understand how it works. The message is basically to tell us how this works so that we can believe God. The Bible tells us faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if faith is coming, that means faith was not there before it came. And the only way faith comes is through the word of God. So faith is needed. God needs faith to work with us. God doesn't need your works. The works will come from faith. And it's only works done in faith that God rewards. So God requires faith. Faith is the currency with which God does business with people on the earth. That's the dollar, if you will have it. To do business with heaven, you need faith. So faith is a very important commodity, and we need to know what it is. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the only way you can have the faith that pleases God, the faith that God responds to, is by hearing God's word. So the more of God's word you hear, the more of God's word you have in your heart, the greater the faith you have in God. But the Bible also tells us the just, those that have become believers, the just shall live by faith. So that's the way we live. That's Romans chapter 1 verse 17. The just shall live by faith. If you want to live a life that's pleasing to God, if you want to live a life of God, you have to have faith. That's the only way for the believers to live on earth. There is no other way to live as a Christian on the earth but by faith. It's a life of faith. So we live that life of faith. And God also tells us in his word that we walk by faith. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. We walk by faith and not by sight. So the believer is going to walk by faith. And let me just use Justine. You can't go anywhere much and be in a hurry. If you close your eyes, you have to see to be able to navigate where you're going. But God's saying, we don't walk by sight. We only walk by faith. And what does that mean? Faith means you are only walking based on what God has said and nothing else. You have nothing else. You see nothing but the word of God. That's the way a Christian is supposed to walk, by, to walk just through uh, the word of God. So we walk by faith, not by what we see, not by what we feel, not what we taste. I tasted. All we do is to walk by faith. And so 2 Corinthians 4.18 tells us, while we do not look 
So we're looking. God's saying, don't look to the things that are seen. That's our nature. We always want to look to the things that are seen. If we don't feel it, if after prayer, if prayer, if we don't feel immediately, we don't feel something, we think, well, God didn't answer. If we don't see it, we believe, well, God didn't do anything about it. That's not faith. It doesn't have anything to do with what you see. While we do not look to the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. So God is telling you to look at something that you can't see. So what are the things that are not seen? The things that are not seen is what we have in the scriptures. What God has spoken to us. His promises. These are the things that are not seen. It says, for the things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So God is educating us that the things that you see, the problems that you're going through, the difficulties you have in your life right now, whatever that is that you can feel and is oppressing you, these things are temporary. It will change. It's bound to change. God said, don't look at those things. Don't look at what the mail, what you received in the mail is saying, if you know what God has said. If it contradicts what God has said, let God be true and everything that you are experiencing alive. Stay with what God says. It may not change overnight, but it will eventually change to what God originally intended if you will stay in faith. So faith is saying, don't look at what you see. Don't look at how you feel. Don't look at what you're hearing. Just believe what the word says. That's where your salvation is. That's where freedom comes from. But you see, notice God has put in us that ability to believe and act on our belief without seeing. We do that every day without even thinking about it. We act in faith by, and, and accept things and act according to things that we don't even understand. But we accept it. You go to the doctor, and, and the doctor, maybe it's the first time you are in the office, he checks you out, and he tells you, well, this is what you got. And I want, I'm going to write you a prescription, right? And you go pick up your prescription. And you leave the doctor's office, you walk to wherever the pharmacies, uh, pharmacy, and you submit to them, and they tell you, ah, wait a few minutes, and we'll give you your drugs. How do you know that they are giving you exactly what the doctor ordered? How do you know that? They could put poison in it, but you have no knowledge of that. But you believe that they will do exactly what the doctor said. Even though you don't see, you don't know the color of the drugs, you know nothing. But you're sitting out there, just give me one hour and we'll bring the drugs to you. Get what you do. You sit for an hour waiting. And after they bring the drugs to you, now you believe that that little thing was going to take care of the problem, right? And the doctor said to you, I want you to take this medicine uh, three times a day. Uh, when you take it the first two times, you may feel nothing. But the third time, then you start feeling something. And guess what you do? You take it the first time, 
It does nothing. How do you know it's going to work? You believe the words of the doctor, right? And you believe in the medicine that you don't know where it came from. But you, you drink it and you sit back there and you're waiting for it to work. You're expecting it to work. Why? Because the doctor says so. You can trust in that, right? So you sit down waiting. You take the second one and no change. But you say, don't worry, the doctor said the third one. That's still faith, right? Until you get the third one, and then right now you're sitting down and expecting a change. You're walking with things that you haven't seen, things that you don't fully understand. That's what we do. How many of you sit in a plane and you buckle yourself and haven't seen the pilot? I'm wondering what will happen if you walk up and there's no one sitting there. And the plane is flying. What is your panic, right? Many of us we don't see the we don't see the pilot, and they tell you over we are in two hours. You will be in Los Angeles. But they might as well fly you to Paris, and you won't even know what's going on. You believe the pilot is there, and he's taking you to wherever you're going. And as soon as the plane lands, if you've never been there before. And your brother says, I'll be waiting for you. You, In your mind, your plan is to see your brother. But he may have taken you to a different city. And you have no knowledge about that. You see how we can walk by faith? God placed that in us. We are able to operate in that way. So the word of God energizes us to be able to do it when it comes to the word of God. How come you believe the words of the doctor so much? But you don't believe the words of the creator. And if it doesn't work the first time, you immediately change your mind. And say, well, I don't know if this thing will work. This is where it's a fight. And that's why the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Because when it comes to God, it becomes a fight. Because our minds play games with us. And we cannot see immediately what God's doing. Let me say something. I want to let you know that there are two types of promises in the scriptures. So when you believe in God, faith is to believe God, to receive something from God. There are two kinds of promises in the scriptures, in my mind. That's the way I define it. There is the one that the Bible calls the promises of God. And then there is the other that the Bible refers to as the free gift. Hear that? The free gift. They're different. They're all promises of God, but there is the free gift and there is the promises of God in Christ. Let me read a scripture for you in Romans chapter 5, verse 15. It says, And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. So there was something that we received through the one who sinned. We know we're talking about Adam and Eve, right? There's something that we received. But the gift that we're receiving from God now is nothing like the one that we received through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. So it was one offense that changed their 
person and changed them completely. And we inherited that by birth. So there is a free gift that God's giving to us according to the word. He says, but the free gift which came from, from many offenses resulted in justification. Justification means you're, it's like you never sinned. You've never done anything wrong. You are forgiven. All your sins are totally gone. It's a free gift from God. Every one of us can receive anytime you want. Be you received by faith. It's a free gift. Notice this free gift is given to us and you can receive it instantly. You don't have to, the promise will be in the future for the most part. But the free gift is now. The free gift is always now. As soon as you have faith for it, yes, you can receive the free gift now. To be born again, no one is going to say, well, would you, do you believe Jesus is the Christ? Yes. Would you want to receive him? I mean, let's say these few prayers and let's pray for God to save you. And uh, in three more days, you might start to feel that you're saved. You will receive the manifestation of your salvation three days, maybe three or four days later. That's, not, that's the free gift. The free gift is now. You can always receive, if you can determine from the scriptures that what the promise is a free gift promise, you can have it right there. Why? Jesus paid the price for it. Jesus paid the price for it. So you can receive it's a gift. Salvation is a gift. The healing of your body is a gift because Jesus paid the price for it. I know many times it seems like over time, that's because we are not willing to go in faith. It's a gift. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. You can receive the gift instantly if you apply faith. These are gifts from God. The presence of the Lord Jesus in your life is a gift. Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 13 verse 5, it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness, be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> That's settled. If you believe, it's settled. He's always there. How many of you, when we get in the plane and we're about to fly, and we say, God, let your presence go with me. That's the wrong prayer. He already told you his presence is there. He lives in you. Right? And you can't go away from him. His presence is always there with you. He is always present. All you need to do is thank you, God, you are present here with me. That's faith. You don't pray about it. You just acknowledge the, the free gift promise that's been put in your life. Thank you, God, you are with me. That's why David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. It's a free gift promise. 
It's a free gift promise. And you can believe God for it. Amen? You can believe for that free gift promise. But the promise, the promise says, these are the things that you desire. The things that you desire for life. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And then it says, whereby are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. So God has given all of these things, but they are in promise form. And so you have to apply faith to receive the promise. You give me that, please. First Peter, uh, Second Peter chapter 1 verse uh, 3. So you can see what I'm talking about here. I didn't have that in my notes. First Peter, yeah, it says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who uh, according to his abundant mercy, that's a different translation, well, from King James, I don't know. Who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us, no, Second Peter. <laughs> I wonder, what's going on? He's not in a talking James. Says, hey, Teresa, don't do that to me. <laughs> I'm going to get you after service. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. It says, and as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to what? Life and godliness. Whereby, please, I'm going to the next one. Godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. So God's given us all these things, all things that pertain to life and godliness, but they are in promise form. So I can obtain them. How? By the heavenly currency, faith. I can obtain them through faith. They are there for me. And also, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, God, all things, God has given us all things. All things. God has given that to us also. So we have all things given to us, but they are in the heavenly places. Hello, guys. They are in heavenly places. But you don't live naturally in the heavenly places. You live here on earth. And you need faith to pull them down. Amen. So God tells us in, in, that in John 15 verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Again, what you will ask if it's word. Notice again, we go back to the word. It's the word. If the word is abiding in you, you have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And if the word is taking residence in your life and you're trusting in the word and the word is living in you, there is no question of faith. You have faith because you have the word in you. You have faith. That's why it's so good to spend time getting to know God's word because God and his word are the same and faith comes through the word. The more of God's word I know, the greater your faith is, the more you can receive from God. The more miracles. God is a God of miracles. 
and wants to perform miracles. But he needs you to have faith. And he's provided the avenue for you to have faith. And that comes through his word. And when you believe the word, God works through that. So he gives you the desire. He says, if you, if you abide in me, that's you are a Christian. You are abiding in God, in Christ Jesus. And my words abide in you. So abiding in Jesus is not good enough. Amen. So there is an end. You abide in me. And in addition to that, the word of God is abiding in you. You will ask what you desire. Notice what you desire will not be different from what God wants. Because the word is in you. And the word has taken over your life. And all of a sudden you desire what God wants inside of you. That's exactly what you want. And if it's contrary to God's word, you don't want it. You don't have a desire for it. Because the word has consumed you. God is a consuming fire. And the word of God is God himself. So the word has consumed you. It shall be done for you. The Bible not will be. It shall. What does that mean? Shall, not right away, right? It shall be done for you. So if you will have the answer to your prayer, it shall be done. When you're walking with covenant promises. Amen. John chapter 14 tells us the same. Jesus is talk, was talking to his disciple. He says, if you believe in me, if you believe in me, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. So if you are a believer, it doesn't mean that you will do, the, the, do those works. But if you believe and stay believing, those works will be done in your life. And greater works than this shall he do. <laughs> Most of us say, oh my God. Greater works? That's all. Greater works than this shall you do because I go to my father. And then he said, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. God will do that. Now I'd like to go quickly because of time. I want to go quickly into the difference between believing and faith. Maybe where we're missing it. Paul has said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse, I believe, uh, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. You don't have to work for it, not of works lest anyone should boast. But then James tells us, tells also, that's James chapter 2, verse 17, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So who is right? One says, no works. And the other one says, just you've got to have, if you say you have faith and there is no works, it's dead. And he says, show me your faith, and I'll show you my, with no works, and I'll show you my faith with the works. So faith has to have works. And so, can both of them be right? 
the way I look at both of them are right. Because James concluded in verse 19 of chapter 2. He says, you believe in one God. You believe there is one God. Right? You do well. Even the devils believe. Demons believe and they tremble. So just saying you believe doesn't cut it up with God. A lot of people out there believe in God. Talk to them. They'll tell you, I believe in God. But is it affecting their lives? Absolutely not. But do they really believe there is a God? Yeah. You can tell when they're in trouble, they start calling on God, right? <laughs> they start asking people to pray for them. You know, faith and believing are like a dollar coin. You have the tail and you have the head. Right? They're the same coin. They're one and the same. But if you scratch out the tail and you go to Walmart and present the, your dollar co coin, as soon as they turn it around, the lady says, I don't think I can accept this. And you go, it's a dollar. Yeah, I know. Uh, but what happened to the other side? You need both. You need both for it to work. You can't just have one believing. So you believe, but you need the other side as well. That's the way it works. You can have a man who is dying of hunger. Or he hasn't taken a drink for a long time, and he needs to drink. He's dehydrated, if you will have it. And the doctor says, you know, you need to drink. You need to drink something so that you can hydrate your body so you can live. There is water for you to drink. Just drink this water and, and, and continue to drink and, and you'll be okay. Otherwise, you're going to die. And then you ask the man, ask the man, do you believe that if you drink this water, it will hydrate your body? He says, yes, I believe that if I drink this water, I will live. It's water. I know what this is. It's water. I really believe that if I drink this water, I will live. Two hours goes by. He's still proclaiming, I believe that the water will help me to live if I drink it. But he's not drinking it. Two days later, he is still proclaiming, I believe that this water that you gave to me is going to help me. Now his voice is kind of low. He has his head down. He can't lift himself up. But he's still proclaiming that he believes that the water, guess what? He will die believing. Until you drink the water, it's not going to help you. So you have faith. But you also, I mean, you, have, you can believe, but you also have to act in faith before it works for you, before it will work for you. It has to be that way. I'd like to go into the story of the woman that had the issue of blood. Just to kid, just to make a point here. The woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that the, man, the woman has spent her money. She spent so much money with doctors. Now she had nothing much left, and she had grown worse. The situation had grown worse. And then she heard about Jesus. 
didn't she? She heard about Jesus. And she believed in Jesus. And believed that Jesus was, Jesus could make her well. Right? He even said, he, she started searching for him. Right? Looking for Jesus. And she said to herself in her heart, that if I just touch his clothes, I will be made whole. Right? She had all the faith. But why didn't she get healed? Why she was believing? Didn't she have perfect believing? She never got a miracle until what? She asked for them. She never got it until she asked them. You see what we're missing is? You got to ask. That's why when we pray for people who are sick, we want you to do something about it. Walk, do something, proclaim. Let me tell you this. The greatest um, act towards your believing that you can have, faith. Say faith loud, as loud as you can. That's the best you could do in many cases because the promises is, is coming for you, for you. So you proclaim it. So you complete your faith. That's why the Bible says, with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you have to speak it. Amen. I'm going to close with this because it's important. As I go into this uh, last scripture here, in Mark chapter 11, beginning from verse 21, This is a story where Jesus had cursed a tree. Jesus cursed the tree, and they were leaving from uh, Bethany to Jerusalem, and Jesus thought there was food there, or he may have known that there was no food on the trees, but he spoke to the tree and said that to the tree, no one is going to eat from you from this day forth. And I'm sure the scripture says, and the disciples heard it. They heard what Jesus was saying. And so they went into the city in Jesus' preached, and at night they walked by. And I'm sure Peter was, you know, if you, if Peter was like me, I'm watching to see what happened to that tree. I can't wait to get to that tree. Forget Jerusalem and everything that happened. I just want to see what happened to the tree. And Peter probably walked by the tree and he looked, hey, the tree is still alive. How is this going to work? And went back to Bethany. But the next morning, they were going by. I'm sure Peter, in his mind, wasn't talking to Jesus. In his mind, I'm going to see what happened to the tree. Is the tree still okay? And then as soon as he saw the tree, the tree would die. And he said, Master, you can read from the scripture. Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, Have faith in God. Not just believing in God, they already believed. Have faith in God, Jesus said, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Does not doubt in his heart. Say it with me. Does not doubt in his heart. Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed 
and be thou cast into the sea, and does not doubt where in his heart. So your faith is a heart thing. It's for your heart, not your head. Amen? It does not doubt in his heart. But believe, okay, believe in where? In your heart. Okay? It says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. Where does he believe? In the heart as well. That those things will be done, he will have whatever he says. Let me tell you you something. Did you know that the woman with the issue of blood didn't pray? Right? She didn't pray. She didn't talk to Jesus. Not one bit. But Jesus said, virtue has left me. Because her faith that she spoke to herself. The Bible says she said to herself, if I will but touch the hem of his garment, I will receive my healing. You know how long she had been sick? For about 12 years. She had been sick. No cure for her. But she believed God can do it instantly. All I have to do is to touch the hem of his garment. Why instant? That's not just a promise. That's a gift promise. She could have it. But she never prayed. And that's what Jesus is saying here. If you believe in your heart. You know why your heart? Yes. Okay. You believe one time and your mind says, well, I don't know if I believe. Well, I, you believe back and forth. <laughs> Am I the only one there? You start wondering what, and then all of a sudden, Satan is ministering to you, telling you that prayer was never answered. Did you see how this? He shows you all of these things that you should look at, right? And the Bible says we shouldn't look at the things that are seen, but Satan takes us away from that because of how we feel and what we're seeing, and he wants to show us how we should really believe about this. And most of the time, most time, we give up because it's not working the way we see. What we should do is say, okay, devil, you've ministered to me enough. Uh, come, let me show you what the scripture says. It is written. Amen. It is written. I'm not going by what I see. I'm not going by what I feel. I'm going by the integrity of God and his word. God will not allow his word to fall to the ground. I'm going to believe God, regardless of what I see. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. We don't care whether God delivers, but we know he's going to deliver us. And that's what it is. We believe God even though we are not seeing. We're still trusting him. And the Bible says, and you shall have it. It will be given. It will be done for you. So Jesus said, therefore, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask. The traditional King James says, whatever things you desire when you pray. When are you praying? 
now, right? What thing soever you desire, when you pray, believe. When do you believe? When you pray. When do you believe? When you pray. What thing soever you desire, going back to uh, traditional King James, what thing soever you desire, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, at the time you're praying, at the same time you're praying, believe. Say it with me. When you pray, believe. When you pray, believe. That's what Jesus said. Where would you believe? In your heart. When you pray, not in your head, in your heart. Believe what? Believe that you receive them. Not later when you pray. That's faith. Not later, but at the time you are praying. And so you keep your believing. The manifestation is going to come. At that time, you don't need to believe anymore. You will know. Right? Why do you need to believe when you already have it in your hand? You have it in your hand. Well, I believe I have it. It's a king. It's in your hand. What's the matter with you? Why are you believing? It's already in your hand. Okay? But when you pray, believe. Believe because you don't have it yet. Amen? When are you to believe? When you pray. And what are you to believe? That you receive them. And God is not a liar. He told us the truth. You believe when you pray. And you don't look at the things that are seen, but the word that is unseen. Amen. You look at the word that is unseen. The manifestation is going to be when it finally comes, then you know you have received. And let me tell you this. Satan is going to do all kinds of things to make you think this is never going to happen. It may start working. He seems like things are going south. While you are believing. But you have to stand in faith. That's what happened to Abraham. He seems like God had promised him. 25 years later. He wasn't working. And God had to activate his faith again. And God reminded him. You will have a son. You will have a son. Because everything seems to Abraham. Sarah is saying. Am I going to have a child? <laughs> when I'm old. I'm 80 years old. How is this going to happen? And God says, you know, I've said it, it will happen this time. And he says, nah, I didn't laugh. Because it was a joking matter this time. How can this happen? But God has convicted their faith and they believed. And God said, at this time, at the appointed time, I'm coming. And when the child was born, they really laughed. Amen. So they named him Isaac, laughter. <laughs> okay, they laughed. This is funny. Everybody was laughing about this thing. This 90-year-old woman just gave birth. This is crazy. Amen. But that's the way God works. So nobody has doubt. You cannot doubt it was God that did it. 
the person is totally impossible. You cannot die. You tell your friends, God delivered me. They tell you no. Because they know there is no way it could be done. Only God can do it. But the way we receive it, faith. And you know, this person, after you believe, proclaim it constantly. Don't tell people. That's why don't go tell somebody and say, I think he's losing his mind. He's so desperate that he thinks he's going to have this thing. There's no way this is going to happen. So you go before God and every time you take the promise to the Lord and tell him, God, you know, I prayed about this thing and I just want to remind you, amen, that I had prayed for this and I know that you heard me and I believe that I, you go back to work, I believe that I received this and I'm going to get it. And you say it loud to God in the presence of Satan and and angel and everybody knows. Because there's going to be the manifestation of it. That's what uh, Elizabeth told Mary. Blessed is she who believes. Because there will be the performance of everything that was spoken to, to her. Because she believed. So add faith to your believing by acting on it. Come out of the boat. The boat. Come out of the boat. Don't say, well, I believe I can walk on water. I believe I can walk on water. And say that for two years. But you're still in the boat. Act on it. Act on it. For those of us, you can receive salvation today and be fully saved if you will act on the word by just Allowing Jesus to come into your life is a gift promise. Amen? And you can have it right away. You don't have to be good or bad. You just have to be a person. Amen? Just be a person. And if you say, God, I need that gift right now, it's already there for you. It's instant. God gives it to you. All heads bowed this morning. You're here and you want that gift of salvation. That means God comes into your life and when you die, you have your place in heaven. If that's you this morning, at the count of three, I want you to lift your hand up and tell God, I'm serious, I need Jesus in my life. And Jesus will instantly come into your heart. At the count of three, join with me. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Stand up with me this morning. How many of you have things in your life that you want God to give you an answer to right away? I believe the word has made it clear what to do. Don't be double-minded. Once you pray today, believe that God heard you and the answer is on his way. 
How many have something in your heart you want to talk to God today? It's been in your heart. You need an answer from God. And you will believe God today. Can I see your hand up? Can I see your hand up? And uh, believe God today. Cry out to Him. There will be an answer from heaven as you believe while you pray. I'm going to give you some time to talk to God on your own this morning by the things that you desire from Him. What you prayed for? Would you lift your hands up and now just give him thanks? Give him thanks and just tell him, God, I believe I have received. I believe I have received. I believe I have received. And I want to thank you for your promises. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you're sick in the body and need healing, remember I said, that's a gift promise. And you can be healed right now, immediately. And you don't have to wait. If that's you and you want God to heal your body, I don't care what's happening, what's happening, what kind of sickness you have God wants to heal you would you just come down to the altar and receive your healing this morning Please come, come down, and I'm going to go down and pray with people as well.